0: They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combine they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. and welcome back to another week another episode of generation x gaming i'm your host 30 and still gaming and joining me each and every single week is sarge mccluskey what's going on bro
1: so i figured i figured wednesday be a better shot since i will not be here
0: yeah tomorrow. We, we we let everyone know we let everyone know that you weren't going to be here on thursday and we had to we had to move the show uh so that's what we're doing we we're, we moved it we uh we moved it to wednesday i know some people are going confused they're like wait a minute Wednesday? That's not when Generation X gaming is. So like they like it's like they like savings, except we did a day instead of an hour. Right. Uh, real quick, before we even get started, chat. I, I want to say thank you to Stealth uh, for renewing his 22 month. He said hype for tonight's GXG. He gifted a membership to uh, Kevin George. He also did a super chat for five dollars, saying extra support for a new channel and new adventure. He gifted a membership to Cujo. Uh, LR25, and then he also is in a super chat of $2 for Stadia Forever. Those rounds of applause is for Stealth. Thank you very much for the support. Appreciate that very much. So, Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We're usually live on Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. We do about 200... uh, Two hundred. We do about forty eight episodes a year. We did about two hundred and forty eight episodes a year. No, we do about forty-eight episodes a year on Thursday nights. And we do appreciate you. Uh if you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, you can hit that membership button as little as 99 cents. You can hit the share, like, subscribe. All those things are free. If you like to go above and beyond that, you can become a member. Can also do super chats. You can give subs, do all those things. And we do appreciate you for whatever you do. If you're here for one second, one minute, or one hour, we do appreciate you uh for hanging out with us on these uh these podcasts. Sarge, what have you been up to, man? How how you been?
2: Going, you're going on a little vacation tomorrow, so it should be good. I mean,
1: I mean, it's not really a vacation.
0: It's more like a pop-out. It's like a time-out from life. Well, you don't have you any kids, it. and anytime you get on a plane and go somewhere and you don't have kids, that's a vacation, right? Vacations for yeah, me I guess. vacations for me are just really long like uh, scavenger hunts. Right, that you don't get to rest. You're just kind of running around, going to different shops and stores and 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 restaurants and different things. And I'm good, yeah. So yeah, I'm good. You're taking a vacation.
1: I, work, work. Just it's it's still busy at work. So just been kind of taking it easy. This is an official timeout. The holidays are about to start. So a mountain of people will arrive soon. Um, but uh, as far as games go, just two.
0: Oh, just two. Well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Uh, So, uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking about what we've been playing. We're going to be talking about Call of Duty. We're going to be talking about Gotham Knights. We're going to be talking about Grand Theft Auto 6, Uh, or I should say Rockstar. We're going to be talking about Stadia. Uh, No, 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 no calling yet, Abe. No, no calling yet. We just brought it up, Stadia. Okay. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Red Dead Redemption. Uh, a person that played six thousand hours on Stadia. We'll talk about that. Five thousand. That's five thousand, like four hundred, whatever. Uh, we're gonna talk about World of Warcraft. We're gonna talk about Microsoft and Activision Blizzard acquisition and Sony. Jim Ryan's on a on a on a world tour trying to stop this thing from happening. We're gonna talk about Halo, moving, moving Unreal Engine it's potentially. So uh, we're gonna talk about. Starfield. Interesting uh, rumor about Starfield. We're going to talk about CD Projekt Red and what they have upcoming. Uh, We're going to talk about two games that in the future, Sarge, could be Vigoted. We're talking about Skull and Bones, and we're talking Beyond Good and Evil 2. And then we have other stories that if we get to uh, little small, little news stories we'll get to. That's all happening today on episode 327. Uh, So the first episode thing that we do is what have we been playing? I got a little opener for this one, Sarge. I, I just created it. So here's what oh. have we been playing intro. The one
1: man band. What do we got? Let's
0: see. All right. So what yeah, you did, have we been you playing?
1: Didn't, you didn't have a you didn't have a PlayStation controller there. Someone's nah, going to be upset. Uh, it's okay. It's just to represent freaking well you're not representing all all
0: the consoles, man. I'm re- representing yeah. gaming what you've been playing. It's not I didn't have a Switch there either or a you fucking should, Neo should, Geo or 3DO keyboard, or Jaguar I or I Apple IIc. I,
1: I accept I I expect someone to come start complaining for sure. I didn't see a PlayStation controller. You're anti-PlayStation. That's your problem.
0: I am. I am. Santos, uh, we're, we're doing fine by the storm. Both of us, I think, are doing fine. See? Milky's upset. Milky's upset. upset. Yeah. That's it. We don't have phones. Yeah. Hasn't been playing anything. Yep. That's it. I have been stressing over my new channel, which I did create today, by the way. I did create today. So, Sarge, what have you been playing? What, what, what games have you been playing? Just, I'm still
1: doing two games. I, I I haven't completed it yet, but I'm still playing Evil Genius 2. And of course, I'm playing the crap out of Hell oh, Let Loose. Uh, I, I didn't realize that once you... the There's like these, um I guess, chapters, I would call them, inside right. Evil Genius 2. And then once you pass the chapter and you go to the next chapter, even though you kind of didn't know you did, the game gets harder. And so if you're not ready for that next level you start getting owned pretty bad. And so right now I'm at the point where the super spies are starting to attack me. Right. And I can't really identify them really well because they look like somebody else and they cause all kinds of problems, like lighting things on fire and stealing my gold. And if, if they alerted to my troopers, the troopers get slaughtered like immediately. So then I have to use like my, uh, Top-level henchmen to go find them inside the base, but then I re- I figured out that because I wasn't paying attention, I figured out that if my lead guy, the lead mastermind, gets killed, immediately the game ends, game over, and you have to start over. So you have to either restart it from the last save or start from scratch, which is which is pretty bad. If right. you start from scratch. But I'm I'm finally starting to get a hold of it now. I'm finally starting to understand how to make money without causing too much heat. I'm finally understanding how to get the guys to come around. I'm just looking for new henchmen. That's all I'm looking for now, but it, it's still interesting to me because once again, you're the
0: bad guy. This is not Sarge's gameplay. I'm just throwing gameplay of what he's talking about on the screen. No. So people will know what evil genius two is.
1: It's a, it's just like a simulator. It's like, a, I guess a, a two point hospital that type of thing. But it's super spy stuff and you're the you're actually the bad guy i think i think that's what the draw is for me because there's not a lot of games where you're the bad guy like you're
0: actually the bad guy i, I have a question right i know this this footage that we're showing here is pc but on xbox since you're playing on game pass is because i remember playing um um planet coaster or uh what's the city one not planet coaster um city skylines, city skylines. And playing with the analog sticks, you would think it would be easy, but it was actually quite difficult because of the way it moves. is How is the movement when you're playing uh, this it's, game with the, with the analog stick?
1: Initially, initially it's a little cumbersome. You start
0: to figure out the shortcuts. It makes it a
1: little bit quicker. But it is cumbersome in the beginning because you don't have the same kind of control. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. I mean, we all know the difference between console and PC, but it's, it's decent. I mean, I think I think the whole the whole premise is good. Like, I I think I wanted a game like this. I didn't even know this game existed. Let's put it that way. Like, I've always wanted a game like this where you're the bad guy, right? And like they actually have it. Well, this is the second one, Sarge. They had Evil Genius One. But, but that's what I mean. Like, I didn't even know it was out. Like, that's how far removed I am from from a lot of these games. Like, I don't even know that they're out. Yeah, it's it's basically resource management, space management. Uh, you have to figure out how to. I guess how we relate it to like an ant colony, right? Like you have so many workers and then within the worker population, you have I, to turn certain workers into certain guys. I, I can see that. I can see that. You know, that's, that's kind of like how it is. Like you start off with a bunch of workers, which I consider like the worker ants. And then you have to specialize those guys into other guys. Like the, the bodyguards, the assassins, the, the scientists, the, the biologists. So you can make all the super weapons. And so like, right now, I think the super weapon that I'm building is, like, the Midas machine, which turns things to gold. So, I'm, like, turning, like, uh, I'll turn, like, a landmark into gold and then send my guys to go steal it. Like, that's, like, kind of like what they're doing. What do you have, like, a laser gun that sh-
0: turns things into gold?
1: Well, I I think that my layer is a volcano and it shoots out, the laser shoots out of the volcano. Yeah, oh, that's
0: cool. I mean, it's, listen... The
1: only other game I, I look at where I consider myself where you're the bad guy, like you're actually the bad guy, is Hitman. Mm. Like I, and I always liked Hitman, like the original Hitman series. I really enjoyed it because, once again, you're the bad guy. Right. right? You're not, it's not the goody-two-shoes thing where you have to save the world and you're the guy in charge. And right. The only other games you, that you play like the bad game.
0: guy is like, like first-person shooter games like a battlefield or a battlefront where you swap teams yeah, right yeah but, but that's different yeah but the yeah. team
1: that you're on you don't consider the right because you're the
0: good guy right right right
1: like it's like you you like the original battlefield game it was america versus i guess like some kind of eastern block terrorist organization right so when you were the eastern Bloc terrorist organization no, no one said hey we're the terrorists like you just i'm on this team right right but like yeah i mean I, I like it. I like a different perspective like that, though. I like the bad guy thing, and it's 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 goofy, right? It's goofy. You have like the ma- the masterminds, like it, it's stereotypical mastermind characters from the James Bond and spy movies, right? 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 The bald guy with the monocle, yeah, it's a stereotypical, right? The the huge guy with the cane, the big fat guy, the, the it's all it's just it's humorous. It's it's almost like Destroy All Humans and Two Point Hospital, like kind of mixed together. You know what, what I mean? What kinda,
0: uh, kinda, what other game have you been playing? What was the other oh, one? It's just it just held it loose, held it loose. Yeah, yeah, Hell it loose. Trying to trying to figure out the new uh, map commands and so I, for the commander. I I played with you a little bit the other day, and we did the night map and and, and whatnot. Uh, the the change that they did, they kind of reworked some of the maps, and, and I thought that yeah, was pretty they, cool. Well, the 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 one that's very
1: noticeable is Omaha Beach. Yeah, because like, Omaha uh, Omaha Beach was like a desolate wasteland. And you had to run across an open beach, and you would just get gunned down. Yeah. Now they have
0: it looks divots like, well, and dead yeah, bodies but, and tanks and blown up yeah, vehicles.
1: But, yeah, but the problem is, is that the actual I guess maybe the level changes depending on what map you're playing. But Omaha Beach is supposed to be an impossible get to get to the point that it's supposed to be a struggle because you're pinned down on open ground. Like that's what it's supposed to be. But of course, everyone complains. So they have to change it up. And the way the map has changed, the way that the the way that the beach looks is what D Day looked like after like four or five days after. Right. Like everything's already established. The boats are already coming in. The docks are already there. The vehicles are on the beach. Like that's not really what it was like. Like and, and I get it. There you, you can't do it exactly like it was. But I think a version of the beach where you have to get ashore and take the point while you're under fire, I think is I don't know, I think it's needed. It's not supposed to be fair. Like every There's map isn't supposed to be fair. So like that's use... the whole idea. It's supposed to be a challenge for one side or the other and if you actually accomplish it, then it's you pat yourself on the back like we actually made it, like that kind of thing. But it's here, I got some I got some it, the map's footage. good though. The map's good.
0: I got some footage of the of the of the of the field. This is us playing the other day. I did some recording. This is the beach. The beach is completely different uh now. Than
1: it was. That's what Omaha Beach looked like like days after the landing when they were established. That's basically what it is. It looks really good. Like those are the real boats, those are the real barrage balloons. Like yeah, those you, it's, it's you all start historically on these, accurate.
0: You start on these ships now. I didn't know how to get right. off the ship, right? right? So I was like, how do I get off this ship? And I'm looking around and you can see all the stuff. They battlefield it, Sarge. I just realized it. That's yes. what Battlefield did. They just battlefield it by putting a whole bunch of stuff on the but it's actually really cool now you get injured if you if you jump in the water like that but you see the dead bodies on the ground right you see uh crates and cargo and and tanks and and just everything's all over the place now and i was like wow this is really cool now there's no gunfire happening here because they're pushing on us uh so we've already oh, it's, established it's, a,
1: it's, a, it's, it's a, a historical type of map where the germans are pushing back again right that's, that's uh, it, it's 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 something that would have happened in history if they if the germans had had done it correctly they would have pushed back the americans to the beach that's so it's a cool map but listen I, I i for one applaud team 17 for doing the maps the way they did okay because if you if to try to explain it to people that don't have never played it before you know how on battlefield you're on the map and you're on conquest and there's like five points a b c d e you know and f you know like that kind of thing you look at the map and those points are there and they're always there. You know where a is, you know where B is and they're there forever in a hell let loose map. The game is divided into like five levels and grids, right? It's like a grid map. And what ends up happening is when you're fighting over one grid, there are three points that can be there. Like, let's say a can be on the left. A can be in the middle or a can be on the right. Okay. And then the same thing happens with B. B's got three spots, left, middle and right. And they're not exactly in the middle or exactly on the left or exactly on the right, but they're they're on that side of the map. And so what ends up happening is when you load a map, it picks which cities are the points or the or or the hard points are going to be for that round. So the battles are taking place in a different location every time, right? And so let's say for instance, uh a and B happen to be close to each other because they're both like in the middle of the map, then it becomes more of a grind fest where you have to flank more. But sometimes the, the one point will be on the left and then B will be on the far right. And so now you got to transverse the whole map. So there's a lot more there's a lot more ways to flank or break up the supply lines. And it's just done that way. It's good. It's just done well. Like if they did that, listen, if they just incorporated... That t- that aspect of the game into a battlefield game or to a Call of Duty game, game changing,
0: game yeah. changing for that game. Yeah, Th- this this game is a lot of fun. Now, I know you are looking at footage and you are like, this looks boring as hell. But right now we're scoping because there is there is a uh, uh, a garrison over in this area. See, there is guys popping up, and he glitched out, and I missed him. You saw him like twitch over, uh, but we were looking for someone. This game is much more slow paced than a battlefield oh, or Call sure, of for Duty. Sure. Yeah, for sure. So, any other any other things that you've been playing, Sarge? No, no, those are the two games. Alright, the, the, what I've been playing, and I went down a, a rabbit hole since, um, since Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which I played two weeks ago. So, since the last time we had a show, I played the Modern Warfare beta, and then we had a hurricane, and then uh, now I started playing Battlefield again. So, I played Call of Duty, and real fast, we're not going to the stories, but I just want to bring up this this thing. The Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta was the biggest in the series history. Okay, So, uh, the most people played the beta, the open beta, and it was a lot of fun. There was problems with it, Sarge. There was a lot of problems with it. But at the same time, what I liked about Call of Duty is that it felt like... Modern Warfare 2. It felt good. It felt good to play again. Like I haven't played a Call of Duty since 2017. And Before that I didn't play till Modern Warfare 2 the original, which I think was 2009 if I'm not mistaken or I or 2011. I'm I'm I forget which it was. But it's been 10 over 10 years since I owned and played a Call of Duty game. So I played two two game modes. I played Invasion and I played um and I played uh ground uh was it was it called? Uh Ground War, I think it's called. Let me uh, let me find it on my on my channel real fast because I, I did do uh some footage. I'll just pick pick uh this is I believe is Invasion. So this is Call of Duty. Uh this is Invasion, I believe, that we're playing here. I liked it. I thought the feel of it was good. Uh if I had to, I'm not buying the game, but if I had to choose between this Call of Duty or battlefield 2042 i would i would say buy call of duty right one because if you're a battlefield fan and you want to play battlefield but battlefield's not doing very well they have a ground war in this and the ground war is actually really good now the things that are missing from call of duty are also missing from battlefield because there's no fully destructible environment okay so you can't break the walls or anything like that uh But there's there is spray, so like if you're on the other side of the wall and someone hits a grenade, you can get splash damage through the wall and stuff like that. Uh, This is still about kill streaks. This is still about you know constantly uh, getting your kill streaks here. the The TTK is is pretty good, but for the most part, when I was playing the Sarge, I missed Battlefield. Right, I wanted to play Battlefield, so I went back to Battlefield. I said, let me try Battlefield 2042. And I went, No. No. They fixed some things. I said, it feels better. But man, I would rather play Call of Duty Ground War. So then I decided I want to go back and I want to go play Battlefield 1. So I went back and played Battlefield 1. Okay, let me I'll bring up another uh I'll bring up some ground war here for a second. Ground war is a little different. I mean, there's so many
1: games coming. up. There's that World War I One one. Uh, there's the World War Three.
0: There's all kinds of stuff that's out. Part five, yeah. Uh, so when I was playing Call of Duty, I I just wanted to play Battlefield. And Battlefield, uh, when I played 2042, it felt better. I wanted to play with you. We didn't get to play t- yet, so I'm, I'm gonna wait. And I don't want to waste my trial hours because I, I don't own the game. I only have four hours left of the trial, so we're we're gonna do that. We'll get we'll capture some footage and we'll we'll put that up on the on the on the web. Uh, but Battlefield One, man, I've been having a blast with Battlefield One. I, I picked up the Lawrence and Arabian uh, sniper rifle, and I got right back into it. Within twenty minutes, I was I was good to go. Like I I played like five years ago. I switched from Battlefield One and I went to Battlefield Five, and I'll tell you, man, the speed difference. Okay. So, like, when you run in Call of Duty, like, look how fast you're running in Call of Duty, right? That's, like, between Battlefield 1 and, like, Battlefield 5. You play Battlefield 5, your guy's, like, he's, like, booking it, okay? You play Battlefield 1, like, he's moving, I would say, like a, like a 30, okay? Go to hell that loser you run, you're, like, a 10. It's like you're, you're walking backwards yeah, compared the to pace, that.
1: The pace is completely different.
0: Right? So, I, I, I said, okay. Call of Duty got me got this itch, right? Because I wasn't playing these first person shooter games. Call of Duty got this itch, but not enough where I want to I want to buy Call of Duty. And I was like, I'll just go play Battlefield. I was like, I have Battlefield One, I have Battlefield Five. Let me or V. Let me let me go play those. Went back in, and man, let me tell you, full lobbies, Sarge. Full lobbies in Battlefield because people 1. are bored, bro. People are okay? bored. They don't not have a Battlefield o- game. Not, not only is there full lobbies in Battlefield One. Okay, full lobbies and operation in Battlefield 1 as well. You could play Conquest or Operation full games. Okay, Battlefield V, full lobbies, full games. Okay. Amazing, isn't it? Call of Duty, or I'm sorry, uh, Battlefield 2042, half, half lobby. Brand new game, been out for less than a year, half lobbies. Don't okay? worry, it'll be fixed in three years. Six Don't years, worry. six years, and four years. And both those games are full lobbies, right? You could probably go back to Battlefield three and four and have full lobbies, okay? I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't. Yeah, doubt but, it. Uh, but
1: let's. But be fair. Be fair, right? In the old days, as Santos said, before the dark times, before the empire, right? When they released, when they released a first person shooter game, it was usually out for like I don't know five or six months before another game like it comes out so everybody's playing that game and so the lobbies are full so what's happened over time is you got a lot of these first person shooter games that have a lot of these lobbies and so the populations are divided up so a lot of times unless it's like a weekend or a special time where they're they're releasing some kind of new weapon to get people in there that your lobbies are not always full because you're, you're dividing the population and, and not everybody likes a first-person shooter i mean there's a group of people that like it there's a, a hefty group of people right but when there's so many when there's so many of them out it's it's harder to to keep them full right? Well, and and that's and that and that behooves them because the whole point is to get the full lobbies make the game fun and then you can sell your microtransaction bullshit to people right right if nobody's playing then no one cares about what you look like and by the way one more time for the 15 thousandth time i don't care what i'm wearing because i don't see it Except in the goddamn screen before I start the match. Look at my pretty hat. Look at my pretty bandolier. Great. I'm playing in a first-person shooter game. I don't fucking see it, so it doesn't matter, right? I'm bragging. I'm bragging to, to Santos and to Melrose over here. Hey guys, look at my look at my outfit. You like the way I look? Right.
0: Right. In the first it, person. It should,
1: it should just be a men's
0: warehouse ad. You're gonna like the way you look at. <laughs> I guarantee it. The the uh speaking of. Of going into this is not part of the top stories, but Battlefield 2042 is finally receiving an infantry-only gameplay soon. What, what do you think of this, Sarge? When they' I've I've had my thoughts and I've I've spoke about mine on on the daily grind, right? What do you think of Battlefield implementing a infantry-only gameplay mode? Right? It's a it's a it's a separate mode.
2: Okay,
1: but look. If you're if you're trying to get if you're trying to capture Call of Duty people inside of a battlefield game, you don't need you don't need a mode that's just infantry, right? You can just have a map or two that has a infantry focused map. Like like they did in the old days. Right. Right? Metro, Stalingrad. Right? Right, Stalingrad. What what was the what was the one on the mountaintop with the prison? The prison map was on Battlefield oh. Four or Four, I think it was four. Right? It's an infantry map. It's an
0: infantry map. It, uh, there, there's th- the one, there's the one in Battlefield One, which is a, a fortress on top of the mountain, with- Oh, the, yeah, 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 The fortress is
1: destroyed and yeah. you're just running around. Yeah. 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 But but the point, but the point being is if you make up these modes and you are dividing the population right. even further. Right. Right. You are you are pulling out the guys that want to play Call of Duty out of the Battlefield game and put them in a fucking Call of Duty map. Or they'll just play Call of Duty. Because that's what Call of Duty is. Infantry versus infantry, right? Battlefield is supposed to be supposed to be large maps, vehicles included, team battles.
0: That's what it's supposed to be. I don't I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Here's the thing the infantry maps are in the rotation, so if you're playing a conquest and like in the operations, right? In operations, uh, in in Battlefield One, there's also that jungle board where you have no vehicles. It's just, uh, Santos knows the boards left and right. What's the jungle board, uh, Santos? Where you have got A and B inside the bunker, and then C across the bridge, and then D and E, right? That's an infantry only board. Okay. Yes. You got the, but it's just in. The operations are in conquest. It's not a separate mode. It's just yes. in the rotation of the actual thing, right? Yes. They've They've had this. If you make a different game mode, you're going to separate the player base, like you said, okay? And that's a problem. Now, if you had Call of Duty numbers with 30 million people playing and you want right. to make six, seven different game modes, you're going to have the player base that actually goes into those certain game modes. Battlefield doesn't have those numbers, I'm not talking about Battlefield 2042 not having those numbers. In general, Battlefield has never had those numbers. That's why Russian Conquest were the two major players in, in that. They had smaller matches, right? You could do smaller matches, but no one ever played those because the group that's playing Battlefield wants to play in squad-based stuff in the large-scale battles with vehicles and helicopters and all the stuff, right? And they play Conquest or they play Rush. And in Battlefield 1, they play the Operations. In Battlefield V, they play the Operations and Conquest. And now in Battlefield 2042, they have... They have... Uh, what the hell's the thing? Uh, portal? They have the Portal? Yes. Okay. Then they have the Conquest mode. Then they had the uh, Extraction mode or Hazard Zone... Then they're, they're going to put the infantry... They don't have the player base to do this for uh, Battlefield. And I totally forgot, Sarge. I totally forgot that we talked about Battlefield and it's it's contractual. We, we have to do this every time we, we do Battlefield talk. I'm sorry.
1: We're not talking about just 2076. No,
0: I know, but we, we, brought up, we brought up Battlefield. So you, you got to play a couple of bars. You got to play a couple of bars of this. Okay, so... Battlefield to me is, is, they're lost. They're completely lost. They're like, you know what? You know what will happen? Let's make a different game mode. Uh, let's make a battle royale. Uh, let's make an infantry only. Let's make a hello. Hello, McFly. Is anyone in there, McFly? Right? Like, it, it, it boggles my mind that they're trying to do this. Now, I played Battlefield 2042. Let me tell you, while I was waiting for my game to upload, it lets you play early. I played the bots against the bots. Holy Christ, are the bots retarded, okay, inside Battlefield 2042. And I can say the word retarded because bots are not able to to complain yet because they right? So no one's going to get offended if I call a bot retarded, okay? But the bots are retarded. They literally still drive up in a Jeep, full squad in a vehicle, and they just slam into a wall, and they just sit there. And you just walk so, up to them, and you're like, what is happening right now, right? But, and but this is after the that. update. This is after <laughs> the you- update. But do you remember the AI in the
1: original Battlefield 1942? I don't. I'll be I, it's, honest. It's almost, it's almost just as bad, and that was 25 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, 20. It's like, yeah, 20 has, anyone, has anyone updated any kind of... I'll give you an example on how I know they can make AI better, right? Even though it sounds a little cheesy, right? The Guardian guys inside Halo 5, where they changed the shield recharge rate to like three seconds and the guys teleported. So unless you killed them right away, they would just teleport and heal. Right. And so it took forever for you to kill them. Like, that's a cheesy way of doing it, but it's still a more difficult AI. So you have to figure a way to do it proper, get into a position where you can get him a long range and make sure he can't get his shield recharged. Right. So at least it makes it, even though it's annoying and cheesy, it's still difficult. If I load three, four bots into a Jeep and I come screaming at you and I get to just rocket launcher, you would kill four <laughs> guys at the same time. I mean... It's not even it's not even a challenge. It's just it's just for shits and giggles. That's right. all it's for. <clears throat> all
0: right, I think we're done talking about. Uh, just as a reminder, if you if you haven't played Call of Duty, Call of Duty comes out at the end of this month. If you're looking to pick up a game and you Does haven't, it? Play, if you haven't, yeah, it comes out at the end okay. of this month. If okay. if you haven't played a Call of Duty in a while, and maybe you're like me, you haven't played since Modern Warfare Two, the original. I think obviously the the gunplay and everything is amazing, right and the stuff that Call of Duty is doing for Call of Duty makes sense for Call of Duty, all right? And I, I do believe that game is a much better game than what Battlefield 2042 is. Although, because the ground war in Modern Warfare 2 reminds me of what Battlefield used to be, and they don't do it as well as the older Battlefields, I still don't want to play Call of Duty because I want fully destructible environments. I want that type of stuff, and they're missing it from... Now, if Call of Duty ever gets to that point where they do fully destructible environments, amazing, okay? But what I did like about Call of Duty is that the maps that they had, they're not as big, they're pretty big, but the verticality is really nice. So they every building, every single building, you can go into and go upstairs and go through doors and stuff, and it felt really good for that aspect. So if you're looking for a game, I will recommend Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 for the single-player aspect and also for... Uh, the multiplayer. It, it's good. And on top of that, they have Warzone 2.0 coming out. Uh, I'd never gave it a shot. I gave it a shot for I play. I, I got to level 30, Sarge, for, over the weekend. Right. I got to level 30. Uh, so if I choose to buy the game, I get all the bells and whistles that you you unlocked or whatever uh, while you were in the beta. But I liked it. I thought Call of Duty was very good. Battlefield 2042. I haven't put enough time into to give you recommendation, uh, for as of right now, it's still to me the same as it was before because I haven't played the update yet. Uh, and if you're looking for games, man, you can pick up Battlefield One. I saw it in five below the store, five below. You could pick up Battlefield One for less than five dollars right now. Uh, and I'm sure at GameStop you could probably pick you mean, up. You mean an actual disc for five? Below? An actual disc, the actual box with the disc, you could pick it up for five dollars uh, at five below. So. It was like, I think it was like $5.25. It was actually a little bit more than $5. But anyway, you can pick up that game. And if you're looking at it, Battlefield 5 has changed quite a bit, Sarge. They did some nice stuff to it, but it's got stores all over the place. Like They show you like what you can purchase for cosmetics all over the place in Battlefield 5. It's a little weird. It's a little different. Uh, but yeah, that's what we've been playing. So now it's time for the top stories. All right, so one of the top stories today, Gotham Knights. Today, a whole bunch of people released footage. They got flown out to Montreal. They got to play it over, um, over um, a streaming service, so the people that couldn't fly out played it in their houses or whatnot with a one-second delay. So the, the fighting was quite interesting, a Skill-Ups review, as he talked about it. But Gotham Knights will require multiple playthroughs to see the full story, Sarge. Do you, do you like this? okay do you do you like that there's four characters in the game, and as a person that pays sixty or seventy dollars for this game, I like the fact that there's multiple times that you can play through the game. The problem that I have is to get the full story, you have to play all four characters right? It's not like the same story with four different characters it's it's a little different because each character has their own story with Batman and and what he meant in their lives, and when you play the game, they have little cutscenes, which I think is cool. But it turns really bad if the story sucks or the gameplay sucks, and you have to do it four times. You see what I'm saying?
1: I don't. I don't know. It, I don't, is it really explained though? I think. I think that it's done almost comic book style with m- multiple stories that connect. I think is what they're trying to do. I don't think it's going to be where you're playing the same story four times. I I think it's kind of like I I I'll, I'll use a bad example because the first one that came into my head is like um like Borderlands 2, right? Borderlands 2 the main story is the same Right, but as you play the game with one particular, no, that's character, exactly how it is. That's exactly how. Yeah, it is. You're, yeah, you're 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 collecting stuff and I and and information about that character, and it opens up during the course of the game, so you know what's going on with right. that particular character. No,
0: that's That's exactly what it is. Yeah, so, I, I don't think it. I don't think it's a bad take. We'll 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 see. Well, we'll see how it goes. The reason I say it could be bad is because if the game feels bad, right? Like the, like the core gameplay just feels bad. The story's not good. Then you don't want to play through four times. You're like, oh, you know what I mean? Right. Like you don't want to. It 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 drags on. But if the story's good, then sure, four four players going through it'll, it'll be interesting. Each one has their own separate thing. So, uh, we got a range character as um is Red Hood. The tank is actually Bat uh, Bat Girl, right? You got the agile guy who is Nightwing, and then you have the stealth guy which is Robin, right? Uh, a couple things that happen. I wanna show you this real fast. I posted this in uh in my I think it was general in our Discord. I thought this was weird. I want I want you guys to listen to what this what this
2: woman says. Well how come it's not it's not I can I download it? Download it complete, great.
0: Uh, I mean, with it's, you. It's, okay. Ian, oh, yes. I, and I, so, th- this is coming from Eurogamer. Okay. Now, I want you to listen, chat. I want you to listen to what she says. Now, I don't know if she slipped up. Okay. But I watched a lot of videos uh, of, of Gotham Knights. And when I was in Carline, I heard her say this. So, I recorded it off my phone. Right. And listen to what she says. You've really fun co op, especially uh, with you.
1: Ian, oh, yes. I. And I, 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 I sorry. Ooh, wait. Hold on. Is there more than it's more two-player co-op?
0: Yeah, so with Gotham Knights, you can play up to four people, so all three of us could play together, which is sick. She just said that co-op is up to four players, which the company has not said, but in the article, they did say in the past that it was four players, but then they switched it to two players, and they, they don't have any... they But she literally said that you could play up to four players. Now, this game... Would be a lot of fun if you had four friends that could all play together going through through the city and stuff, right? As you're building up your characters and whatnot. And what, what another point is that it would be also, also on the PSN store, it says four-player co-op. There you go, Stealth. So I don't know if they were trying to hold it back, and they told people, and they said, don't say anything, and she slipped up. But 100%, she said that you could play up to four players in the city, okay, and, and play together. Now, I don't know if it's a game mode. Okay, maybe they didn't say it was a game mode. Maybe it's a game But that's what that's what she said. So, <clears throat> four players were the dude that uh, wouldn't stop arguing about it. <laughs> oh, where's the dude? Yeah. So, we don't know if it's actually going to happen. Look, Gotham... Yeah, but, but why? Why don't you
1: know? When, well, they don't is want it, us is to it know the, yet. Is it, isn't the game coming out soon? Yeah, it's in 15 days. Okay, so... Why wouldn't you tell people if it's co-op I, or not? I think,
0: Why? well, okay, I, I look at it two ways. They, they showed a lot of footage of this game over the, over the last couple of months, right? Lots of footage. I think a lot of people, the, the consumers are like, stop showing us we don't want to know too much. Where other people are like, I want to know a little bit about the story, right? Like, show me a little bit about the story and stuff. Knowing if the game is four player co-op or not is not a, not a no, spoiler. No, I, I got that, right? I think they're holding stuff a little close to their chest to as they get closer and closer to release, they start they start releasing a little bit of information, right? Like maybe it is four player co-op and it's not official yet. And then all of a sudden they talk about that end game a little bit, right? Now, to have end game in a game but not be a live service game, that's a little strange as well, right? So, yes. They say there's no microtransactions and I think I made a video today, guys. If you guys want to go check it out, I said the good and the bad. So if you go check out if you go check out us uh, uh, on after this show, I put a, a video together of the good and the bad for uh, for this, okay? And through the video, I'd say my thoughts on what was good or bad that I think that I I didn't play it, just looking at the stuff, where I think could be good and what could be bad in this game. So make sure you go check that out if you're interested. Now, I am interested in this game. I am more interested in this game now than I was 24 hours ago when I didn't watch all this footage and listen to all these people talk, okay? I'm interested in the story of this game, right? I'm really interested in the story. I don't care about the uh, the the leveling up and the, and the crafting and all this stuff. I don't care about that. I just want to know about the story. Like, I want to play this probably as single player, and if people want to play with me as co-op, sure, no big deal, okay? But I think the story, I think, is going to be good. But I think the gameplay and the core gameplay of this is going to be kind of rough. And I made this video before those videos came out today. So my thoughts changed a little bit after I watched their videos, but after before, I should have changed it a little bit, but I I put it out there as is, okay? I feel that the core combat and the crafting and all that stuff is going to be kind of lackluster. I think when you go around the town, it's going to be very uh, monotonous as far as, just like Spider-Man, when you you find a villain stealing, robbing someone. It's the same five missions, seven missions over and over. I don't think there's going to be this big array of like 20 different missions that you're going to be doing. I don't think they're going to, if you miss anything, you're going to miss anything big time at night. That one night and you go on to the next. I don't think any of that's going to happen. I think it's going to be very, very same. The people that played it, even though they only had two to three hours to play it, they already started saying it. They said that walking around the city. They felt like it was the same people they were fighting, the same uh, um, uh, elites and the same uh, groups. Right? They say there's five groups. They only got to play around two groups, but they say it's the same thing going on in the game, and that could be a bad thing for this game because it gets boring and monotonous. Because why explore, Sarge, if the same guys that you're fighting, you're like, ah, I'm just gonna skip that and just play the main story. I'm not, I'm gonna skip that and then go find. And then another thing they said was, I said that the map size is actually pretty good, and I said I hope it's not big for big sake. I hope it's big and in depth where you can go and explore things, make me explore the city and do things around the city. But a lot of people talking the way they were going around, they said there's not much to find around the city. It seems pretty bare and empty. And I, they said they were building a dev, playing a dev build, so it's a couple months old, but it's not going to change. It's not going to change much. Okay. And then on top of that, I said in my video that villains, there has to be lots of villains. When you play a superhero game, Sarge, we want lots of heroes, and we want lots of people to fight against villains. And if there's five to eight, it's, I said it's, it's once again disappointing. It's, once again,
1: superhero game, I want complex, move-orientated boss battles. Yeah, right? I want boss battles not a beat up the joker or beat up mr Freeze. joker's out of the game but not yeah. just whatever just beat him up i want a boss battle right you're made a superhero game right how do you make a superhero game with the superhero and you don't have his nemesis in the game i right. don't get it man yeah. what what are we trying to accomplish? I, I like, think well Do you think killing 10,000 10, henchmen that's, is, 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 is the way to go? Like I don't understand how that well, goes. Well that's what I
0: said. I said in my in my in my thing, I said if I have if I have to craft and the crafting's good, like I go out and find things to craft, cool. But if I have to kill a thousand red bars to go up like one notch in my in, in my I don't know how the, the gear works yet. They 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 haven't gone the into detail of that. If I have to go around killing a thousand red bars to go up one notch, I was like that's gonna be boring, and that's gonna be really bad right it's gonna it's gonna feel really, really bad, but I am hopeful about this game. I actually gave it more good points than bad points uh and that's usually how I break down stuff. I look at is the pros better than the cons if the pros are more than the cons in my book it's it's a it's a I'm interested in it right so we will be covering this uh on on this channel uh so going forward. Anyone that wants to play, you're more than welcome to join in. I'm playing on the Xbox. I'm just getting the standard edition. I'm not getting the uh, deluxe or uh, collector's edition. Uh, all the skins in the game, Sarge, I, I said I, I tip my hat to them. If it's true, right? Take a game, sell a game. All the skins in the game, there's no microtransactions. You can unlock, just like in Spider-Man. You can unlock by doing certain things Okay, and earn all the skins in the game, even the ones that you can pre-order pre-order, you get them right away. Don't pre-order them. You can earn them in the game uh, down the road. Okay? So, that's yeah, cool. Alright, the next story, Sarge. Next story is Grand Theft Auto 6 hacker teen suspect held in Youth Detention Center. Now, Sarge, what did you say two weeks ago when we were covering this story? Oh, do
1: you want me to, uh, do you want me to elaborate? Okay, I'll, I'll elaborate. I said two weeks ago, I said that if nobody goes to jail, if, and I mean that, if nobody goes to jail, actual jail, if nobody goes to jail, it's all publicity, right? Now, this kid who they caught, okay, by himself, apparently, pleads okay, not guilty, and he pleads not guilty. Right. So once again, there's nobody. Well, once again, this is still counts as nobody right, because as you got to prove
0: you got to prove that he did it. Well, right. You got to prove that he did it. And here's another thing. Right. And here's my tinfoil hat. Here's my tinfoil hat. I Even you. if it is him, he's under the age of 18 years old.
1: That's correct. And, he, and he, he no information
0: whatsoever can be shared. So technically, it's a ghost right? because they can't yeah. share the name. They can't show a yep. picture that is not actually yep. a real person. Right? Yep. It's just a person that's a place that did a yep. thing and did a bad thing and put it on the internet. Right. Well, let, but let's but let's put it this
1: way also. Right. If if you really believe, if you really believe that he worked alone, that's smart. Right. If he's been caught doing the same thing multiple times and then got 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 let go. Or a first-time offense or whatever the court system has been doing to him since he's been getting caught doing these kind of things. Eventually, if you're caught doing the same thing over and over again and you disregard the sentencing that a judge gives you, they can charge you and keep and trial you as an adult. Right. They don't have they don't have to trial you as a child, especially if you're if you're a repeat offender in, in the same crime. So once again, I will repeat, until someone actually goes to jail for a crime, then this is only pl- this, uh, publicity. That's right. all this is.
0: And, and all it is. I, I, I agree with it. Uh, I also, uh, we, we said that, Creature. This guy's going to get, a, this, this kid's going to get a job. He's not going to jail, right? And th- if it is true, and th- they find the kid that actually did it, they're going to be like, all right, uh, your punishment is that you're working for us now. You don't get any pay for a certain period of time, and then then we'll pay you after a certain period of time because of the damage is caused, right? I mean, that's that's the way it works.
1: Listen, man, I don't believe for one second he worked alone. I think he's the scapegoat because he's underage. Sure, Th- that way he takes the he takes the brunt of it. Full and blunt, it, nothing happens. I'm telling you, man. slap
2: on the wrist, right? Listen,
1: there, there are so many. They, they talked about it briefly over the last couple of weeks. They talked about it briefly what kind of charges are they're bringing against him, but really, I don't see anything really sticking right He's pleading not guilty right how do you how do you how do you how do you pin it on him how do you prove it's him I mean if they could, they would can't so they won't well, then I guess we're back to what I said two weeks ago then right which is uh, enjoy your publicity Rockstar.
0: right and it's it's a it's a smart thing and I, and I said of course it is yeah.
1: Because it's it's it's, con- it's a it's a controversial story that they they put up a fight and they're like oh my god they took our but, stuff our stuff, right. stuff and then and then, and but there's no big deal right they're, they're not canceling anything they're not postponing anything well like, what no, I find
2: oh,
0: the code the code got out but nothing happened but well the, the the best part is I find hilarious that everything that was leaked or speculated for is what leaked everything that was brought up before what was shown in the videos that was already told us to. I guess we're I guess we
1: going to chalk that up to coincidence.
0: Right, just a because,
1: coincidence. Because I haven't been following gaming for for the last 40 years. I haven't been following gaming. I, I just randomly started picking up a controller and listening to stories over time. I know like people I don't...
0: look at us and go, you're crazy. There's an actual person that did it. They got it. They, they... I get that. I'm not saying there's no one that didn't hack into Uber and NVIDIA and all these other companies. What I'm saying is, Oh, somebody this particular did. story is just a little weird because if it was an adult, they would find him right away. They would put him up into jail. They would show a picture of him. They would tell you all his information and everything. But it's a kid underage. They can't show you because he's underage. Nothing's out. Nothing gets spoken of. And then all the stuff that was spoken of for the last year and a half is the stuff that actually leaked. Nothing more. Nothing less. We knew about the protagonist. We knew about the map. We knew about the location. We knew about the stuff in the game. We knew about all the stuff, right? All that stuff. Yep.
1: little coincidence. So so once again, I will say it again, there are no leaks. Everything is set out exactly how it's intended, right? Because if it really – we have seen in the past what happens when there's an actual uh, break-in, or leak that they don't want to come out we already know what happens we've seen it what happens right this is not one of those times a- especially for the amount of stuff that was released right and it's, it's just kind of like this is no big deal oh this is no big deal 90 videos the source code's getting out i I'm, 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 I'm trying to blackmail you for money like all this stuff and like Nothing. There's a kid sitting in a room someplace going, it's not me. Wasn't me. Oh, didn't do it. Wasn't me. Do it. Wasn't me.
0: That, that's, that's, that's basically what we're talking about right now. Alright, the next story, Sarge. In a new blog, Google revealed that Stadia hasn't gained the traction with the users that it expected, and the result is that the company has made a difficult decision to begin winding down the service. Okay, so, Google has announced that winding down the Stadia video game streaming service we will shut down on January 18th, 2020. Oh, no, someone's calling in, Sarge. I don't have the, the telephone, but he, he, hey, you're going off. It is. Oh. Stadia has been Vagoted. Been Vagoted, Sarge. Stadia is no longer with us. Rest in peace. Or one out for Stadia. Okay. Or if you're excited... There's a round of applause. Round of applause for Stadia for being around for three years. Okay. It says, we are grateful to dedicated Stadia players that have been with us from the start. We'll be refunding all Stadia hardware purchases made through Google Store and all game and add-on content purchases made through the Stadia store. Players will still be able to access their game library and play until January 18th. Okay. And this goes into the next store that connect- connects with it, which is... Red Dead Redemption 2 fan with nearly 6,000 hours on Stadia begs Rockstar for character transfer. Right? They're on a clock now. He's like, I put in 6,000 hours and all I want to do is transfer my character to either PlayStation, Xbox, or PC because I was- wasted, wasted that time in his life. Right? And 6,000 hours. That's like 240. Yeah, he's got 5,907 hours into Red Dead Redemption. In the Google Gaming Service, uh, it looks like he is a streamer.
1: I don't. I, I listen. I I don't. I, I'm sorry to be the dick here. I I really am. I'm sorry. I'm going to be the dick in the room. Okay. I I don't have any sympathy for this person. Like I have zero sympathy. First of all, okay, two hundred and fifty days of playing Red Dead Redemption. Okay, two hundred and fifty days. Stadia's has only been around for three years, okay. So what you're telling me is a quarter, a quarter about a quarter of the time. <laughs> this this person, I I know for a fact, is not married and has no job. Well, okay, his job, I no, know no, that. No, his I job know is, that for he's, sure. He's a YouTuber. Sure, sure it is.
2: I mean, that, right? That's
1: what it is that that's fine. Now you also also involved yourself into something where you knew you knew what consequences may have come down the road if you chose this path this is a conscious choice that you made knowing what the end result might have been if things went wrong right and i don't believe for one moment mr 6000 hours in red dead redemption has only been playing red dead redemption right honestly, okay right i don't i don't want to hear that kind of nonsense okay so I understand he's upset but at some point at some point personal responsibility has to kick in and I feel no guilt for this guy at yeah. all it's like come on
0: bro it, this is just another product that Google has that goes off to the Google graveyard remember hey. Google, remember Google glass everyone no. was ra- <laughs> no I don't remember <laughs> I let it go everybody was ranting and raving about Google glass okay it's, it's- Listen, man,
2: I, I chalk it up to poor consumerism. That's what I chalk it up to,
1: right?
0: You made the choice. I mean, you made the I, choice. I look at this as he is the first, he's the stepping stone, right? Where people look at this and go, God damn, 6,000 hours, right? And then say stuff like what you said. But we are all going to be at this point in some way, shape, or form because of the way the video game is going. Hence why I brought the... All the games are digital. They're all up in the cloud. Okay? You stop paying for something, you lose everything. right? Yeah. If they decide to yes. shut it down, you lose everything. Even if you buy the hard disk, it has to be online, which is another point that I like Gotham Knights is that you don't have to be online to play that game. That's a That's a bonus. Okay? But if you buy a game now, you have to be online all the time, update, they can read what your stats are so they know what you're doing at all times and own nothing. So, yes, this guy put 6,000 hours into Red Dead Redemption and Stadia's like, we're done. And they don't care because they're our business. They don't give a shit. They're not losing sleep over it. Okay, this no. guy's probably having a nervous breakdown because he's like, right, I lost 249 days of my life for nothing. Well,
1: right? well let's, let's, let's look at the other side of this coin, right? Do you believe for one moment Stadia being cloud gaming is what cloud gaming actually is. It's just, it's the same, yeah. it's the same kind of setup, right? You can't transfer. Like you, it's, it's difficult like you couldn't transfer. Like right now, I can transfer games via the cloud from my 360 to my Xbox Series X. If I really want to, right? I can use the cloud to do that.
2: Yeah. It's very, I mean- can,
1: right? It's annoying, but it's possible. So really, you can't tell me that Stadia can't go, hey kid, don't worry about it. We're going to just transfer it over. It's the goddamn cloud in one way. Or the, it's one
0: version of the cloud or the other. It's the same shit. I don't know if they can do this, but if Rockstar wants to get that that good-feeling good, good feeling story on the news, you know when they tell you about natural disasters and little Timmy. They find a puppy. Yeah, oh, they find a puppy. Timmy, it's always a puppy or right, something. They found yeah. a puppy in a well. That's the good story. Rockstar could be little Timmy finding the dog in the well, okay, and help this guy out and go, hey, we're gonna transfer your character. We've talked to to Google. We look, we found a way where you can do it to
1: yeah, we, we found a we found a crisis counselor that you can speak to for or, playing six thousand hours of Grand Theft or, or, or Red Rockstar Dead Redemption. Rockstar
0: types it into the thing and says, uh, "Give five billion dollars and buy all the stuff you want again in the game." Right? Thanks for being such a such a fan. This would right. be good <laughs> PR for Rockstar.
1: <laughs> thanks for being such a wonderful consumer. Yeah.
0: Thanks. For, th- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for no lifing our game for six thousand hours, right? I mean, like, there's people there, that there, play Destiny that long. There, but there, that's is, over, there, that's over eight years.
2: There's an
1: entire statistical data sheet based off of just him for six thousand
0: hours. I, it, I almost spit up my drink. When you said, <laughs> like, what's uh, what's Chuck doing today? Well, yeah, right. Uh, he's killed uh, fifty two thousand raccoons. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, all right. Well, let's make and, it harder. And he's to only kill. gotten. And he's only gotten two gold. <laughs> uh.
1: And he's still. He's still killing those coons for two gold. It's hilarious. <laughs> hey, do me a favor. Turn off coons in that area. Yeah, yeah. Turn them off. That's, that, see how. See how far he'll run around looking for raccoons. Right, turn off that and put we get in the two squirrels gold. instead. Yeah, put in, <laughs> Yeah, put squirrels there so he can't find yeah, a raccoon yeah. for like six hours. Let's see what he does then. That's exactly what they would do.
2: They were, not, they, they were that doing not, that.
1: It's not exactly what they would do. It's what they did. No, it's do. What they do do. Yeah. Like, so when I when I played that game, anytime I needed
0: anything, yeah, if you you mission, an, the right. animal was in this area, it's yes. never there. If you did the it's, mission, yeah. if you did the mission, nothing was there. So what I would do right. is I would kill the things. Yeah. Then take the mission and then
2: turn it in. And the, yeah. Turn. yeah.
0: Exactly I got you. I got you, Rockstar. I know your plan. I know your plan. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, New World, are you listening? All right, the next story I want to talk about uh is Microsoft. Now, we have well, let's talk about Sony real fast. Okay. PlayStation. Yes, let's talk about Sony. Jim Ryan. <laughs> world tour. Jim Ryan's going on a world tour. Okay? He was in the, Brazil. The cry. He was in cry. Brazil was in Brussels. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan reportedly flew to Brussels last month to voice Sony's concern with the EU regulators over Xbox Activision Blizzard deal. He went to Brazil to do the exact same thing, right? He's saying that Microsoft is going to take Call of Duty away from us. They're taking it away from us. They're not going to give it to us, even though they said we're going to give you three more years on top of your already contract. So you got like five years. Yes. Right? They're they're like, they're taking it away from us. Right? Yeah. They're still panicking, and yet Microsoft has made a dedicated webpage, Sarge, a dedicated webpage for the Activision Blizzard acquisition, okay? It's a landing page. It says, our vision for gaming, more choice, more games for people everywhere, okay? Oh, that's, that's,
2: that's serious. It says,
0: players and developers are the center of Xbox, and we want to enable people to play games anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Does that sound for like the take? For twenty nine ninety five. Does that sound month? like they're taking <laughs> anything away from PlayStation? It says, "And developers deserve more options to build, distribute, and monetize their groundbreaking games. When we do this, we all win. This is why we're sharing more of the industry and how our acquisition of Activision Blizzard fits into our gaming strategy. Now, here's a big green box, Sarge. They have three categories here. This Bene- is this is more concise than an actual battle pass. Yeah, benefits for players, benefits for game creators." And then here's the one that benefits the gaming industry. Benefits for the gaming industry. Out of all of these tabs, okay, this one right here, Sarge, I'm going to make this nice and big for everyone that can see it there, okay? It says, this is them trying to plea with the industry going, hey, look, we're not the big guys here. We're the small guys here, right? Because they omit, this is what everyone thinks they're admitting to, is the greater competition in traditional gaming where Sony words, and Nintendo- where Words Sony and Nintendo will remain the biggest. So everyone on the internet's making fun of Microsoft because they're like, see, Microsoft is third. Sony and and, and Nintendo are beating them. But what you yep. don't read between the lines, read, people, read it. Read greater it. competition in traditional gaming. They're not playing traditional gaming, Sarge. Nope. Right? They are not. They made a new category. Oh, but their own their own their own market. Right. They, they made, made their, their own, own market. market and they're leading in that market. Uh, right? Of
1: course they are because they invented the market. Yeah, that's how it <laughs> right? works. If I if I invent the market, then I'm the one in, I'm the one running it. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yep.
0: Stealth says Brazil gave their approval on the deal today with no restrictions. There you go. That's one more. Look, this deal is going to go through. 100% is going to go through and Jim Ryan, okay? Is 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 crying? Listen, you guys, you guys still have time. That stock's still
1: trading at seventy-seven. The buyout's ninety-five. You guys still have time. Go buy the stock. Go buy it. It's 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 a twenty-five-dollar increase. Please, for the love of God, this deal's going through.
0: Well, Don't Sarge, worry. Sarge is not a not an invest broker. And oh, that's and right. I am not. I am not. Nothing yes, about, I am not, not telling you in any way, stocks, shape, or form. And, to give nope. you any advice and what should or I just form. I just flipped a coin. I flipped the that's coin. That's right. And it He's said, not giving you any advice. You no, do what you none. want with your money.
2: Yep. Yep. Right? So, look,
0: I don't know how clear this is, okay? That, look, five years from now, if Microsoft decides to take away Call of Duty, sure. But the question is, why? Why would they take Call of Duty away from PlayStation when 48% of the revenue comes from PlayStation? Okay, okay. Call of Duty made $4.5 billion in sales and microtransactions last year, okay? If it made that every year, they would need to, like, 15 years in a row, just off Call of Duty, just to make the $70 billion back, just off Call of Duty. Now, obviously, they have Diablo, Overwatch, Candy Crush. Wow, they have all those other, other big titles. But what I'm yep. saying is they need as many platforms as possible to make the $70 billion back. Now, obviously, they're going to make that $70 billion back pretty, pretty fast because the more games they buy up, the more games they put on Game Pass, the more the value goes up, okay? And just alone, businesses have to keep making money. They're Unicron. They have to keep eating and chunking up stuff to make more money because they have to sustain themselves, okay? Yep. Well, I hate to break this to you, but Game Pass right now is 10 to $15, once Activision goes through and they put Call of Duty, Diablo, and and uh, and and possibly World of Warcraft, of Warcraft. Or possibly, possibly World of Warcraft, of Warcraft, and any other game that they have, that price is going to go up. Why? Yep. Because sure, they're making three hundred million Value. Uh, million dollars a month and like three billion dollars a year. Okay, but that doesn't mean anything because Unicron has to keep eating. Unicron needs its food. To keep up going. So $10 to $15 will not cover it, hence why the family plan comes in, which will be $20. Or if they do the premium thing, right? Because the value keeps coming through. Now, the next story I want to link to this is World of Warcraft could be getting official controller support. Now, there's a video out there right now from uh, uh, um, Force Gaming where he talks about he played with controller support on World of Warcraft, and it feels amazing because it feels really good. There's people that are made brand new characters, maxed out the characters, did the end raid bosses and all the stuff with controllers. goes over the whole thing of how it works on controller. And I love people that argued with me for years, saying World of Warcraft will never come to console or never have controller support. Well, now, not only do they have a third-party site making controller support, but now there's first-party metadata that's been uh, data-mined, okay, that said that, they actually, Blizzard themselves is working on full controller support from Blizzard themselves. Why would they be doing this, Sarge? I think they're doing this because Microsoft is going to win. They're going to buy Blizzard Activision. And they talked to them and said, hey, we would like to put World of Warcraft on Game Pass. And they went, okay. And they said, oh, by the way, make sure it works on all controllers. Because we're going to put it on PlayStation, even though Jim Ryan is complaining that we're taking things away from him. We're actually going to be putting more games on the systems because we want to make more money. Okay? So, they're looking to make these games not only on mobile. Okay? We know Overwatch Mobile is coming out. We know Diablo uh, Immortal Mobile is out. We know Call of Duty already has mobile. Right? We know all their games want to become mobile assets. Why? Because there's 3 billion devices out there that the potential buyers. Xbox wants to put all those games on Game Pass. World of Warcraft is going to have controller support. Official controller support. It's rumored, with a grain of salt. Hold on, I have to do this because obviously, people get upset because we don't know if it's a grain of salt or not. So, take it. Well, a grain of salt. If they can do ESO
2: with controller support, then they can do WoW with controller support. Let's just put it that way.
0: Right, Final Fantasy. Elder Scrolls Online, there's controller support for Lost Ark, for God's sakes. Like, you can play all these MMOs with controller support. Everyone's like, there's no way you could do it with World of Warcraft. There's just too many buttons. Meanwhile, force game is like, well, if you hold the left trigger in, you have 12. If you hold yep. the right trigger in, you have 12. If you hold yep. the left and right trigger in, you have another 12, right? Yep. It's like, it's endless. You could have like 90 different things going on with just the combination of things that you're holding. And then you hit up on the D-pad, down the D-pad, left on the D-pad, right on the D-pad, Y, B, X, A, right? Basically basically how
1: I want the spell system to work in Skyrim. Yeah. Right? Right. I always that's the only thing about Skyrim that I hated. If there's a mod team out there, I want the mod team to redo the magic system in Skyrim to where I could pick any spell I want by assigning hot buttons and then doing the controller movement and then casting the spell. I hate the fact that you have to have both hands out and one hand casts one spell right. and one casts the other, and then you have to pause to change the spell. That's madness,
0: right? Who where are you modders? Let's let's mod correctly. Let's get a full spell game out here. Right? Well, here here's the thing, Kuja, and I, and I think you're right. They could keep it at 15. But if they can get 20, right? If they can get 20. They're going to get 20. And oh, tw- you
1: better believe, you better believe if if a good percentage of the Activision Blizzard games go onto Game Pass, you better believe it's going up to 29.95 a month. 20. You better be- Oh, nineteen so, you, you have to use the suit. Well, talk. The, family, the, family, 19, well, the family plan
0: is supposedly gonna be about twenty dollars. Nineteen ninety nine. I, I so. think I think it I think the next range within the next three years is gonna be between twenty and twenty five. They're gonna raise it ten dollars. Right? If, if you're at ten, you're gonna pay twenty. If you're at fifteen, you're gonna pay twenty five. Okay? You're gonna 24 twenty four ninety twenty four or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 Yep. Especially once uh it's on smart TVs and the technology gets better with less less latency. Right? Right. World of Warcraft just off the subscription model alone, if that came with Game Pass, that'd be worth it. Now question Sarge. I mean, would you get back into World of Warcraft if it was on Game Pass?
2: Wow. Well, I'll 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 talk as honestly as I can. I might try it.
1: I might try it, but I don't have the time for wow on console.
0: I I would definitely well, I, but but I might but I might try it. I definitely I would go it. in and I'd definitely probably level up a character to 60, but I don't know if I would go into N or 70, I think.
1: I do have I don't have at current current hours I use for the week. I don't have enough time to test. But I I would try it. Yeah. I mean, I tried Elder Scrolls. Right. I just it's you
2: know. I I, I think, fall off. I I think this
0: is uh I think this is one 100% is going to happen. Uh I said it years ago and can't wait to be right again.
2: First the ball to be. Well, we were we were banging on the money with Stadia.
0: Yeah, I remember on another podcast, Sarge, that doesn't exist anymore. One of the guests that came on was excited about Stadia. And I said that will be gone within. two years. What I said to him: he said, "No way, it's good and blah blah blah."
2: It is too good, except that was
1: it was two or three years too ahead of its time it was the basically the dreamcast moment of this of this generation right yeah they they have to they have to assign listen they have to assign value to game pass if you put most of the activision blizzard lineup onto game pass you assign value and it allows the company to increase the price for game pass right because i can advertise for MMOs, first-person team shooter. I can advertise for all this stuff, and it assigns value. That's basically what they're looking for. Listen, a, a normal a normal bill, I think probably a month is usually twenty nine ninety nine, usually a dollar a day type of thing. But I'm sure, I'm sure they're looking for thirty thirty five at the in the end, in the end, I'm sure.
0: Yeah the 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 question is, you know what, comic? It might be me because I'm walking away from the mic. I got back a little bit, so that might be it. I'll try to stay up on the mic a little bit. Uh, if it comes to Game Pass, I I think one hundred percent I would I would be interested in playing Warcraft, and if if I forgot my train of thought now, I had one more question for you. Oh, the raise the price, the raise the price. If they raise the price, do you think they will raise the price once World of Warcraft comes on to Game Pass?
2: Yes, yes, absolutely.
0: Even though people, I guess, because the larger value is. It's on Game Pass. Anyone can play it.
2: Even if you're not interested in it, you can still play it, right? Yeah. Yep. Because they would have they would have proved they would have proved value. That's why. Right. They would have proved value. I'm gonna to try to
0: raise my volume just so that engine here. All right. The next story I wanna talk about, Sarge, is Halo switching to Unreal Engine. What we know. Oh Jesus Christmas. Oh
1: Is that a real story? Or are you trolling me?
0: Hold on one second. Hold on, I'm gonna mute myself for a second.
1: If if the Halo story is not a if that this no no be this a this is
0: this is a rumor, but the Battle Royale they say is being developed. This is from Jez Gordon. Uh, was was a leaker that's named Sean W suggests that Halo Infinite's Battle Royale, code name Tatanka, is switching to the Unreal Engine and perhaps even Halo itself. Okay. Oh God. So here's here's the thing, right? I think this all comes into play here. Okay. So earlier this year, they said the battle royale light is coming for Halo game design to appeal to a new audience. Okay. Since the departure of Halo's leader, Bonnie Ross, and many fans have been wondering what is in change in direction and Microsoft's flagship shooter franchise. Also, David uh, Berger is also leaving, who was also in charge of the slip space. Okay. Now he's gone. So now if they are using the Unreal Engine and they made this Battle Royale standalone game mode and it does come out that way and they look at it and go, okay, this is the testing. If it works better, then we'll go into, into, into motion. And it kind of makes sense because if the Battle Royale comes out and the next season's not until March next year, okay, they could be switching over the Unreal Engine and slowly implementing what it is, right? Halo is not going to make or break the franchise, right? This is That's their, own, this it was, their was, own words. It was, it was okay. told to us, yes. So if next year, the Unreal Engine, the, the Battle Royale comes out and it's working with Unreal Engine, and all of a sudden, people are like, man, this feels good. Everything Unreal Engine can do, I, I covered this on the Daily Grind, is it's much more versatile. They can build quicker, build bigger, constantly update stuff. They can do all of these things with this engine, which is everything that Halo Infinite wanted to do, but they couldn't do with Slip Space. Okay? Well, now, with Unreal Engine, this does kind of figure out that it would be possible if they do if it takes two years sarge so they say switch over to unreal engine okay Don't matter they're still gonna have halo on game pass it's not gonna make or break the franchise forge modes coming you're gonna be you're gonna be uh entertained by that stuff. right so you can make up your own stuff they're gonna have little modes little battle passes here and there keep you entertained for about another year and a half Okay, and then they have the and, full switchover. Yeah. And then a big reveal. Then they have the big switchover of the Unreal Engine, and then going forward for the next seven years for Halo Infinite, now they're in a better position. They've changed, they've changed the upper management. So upper management's changed. They're hiring new people to come into 343, and now they have a brand-new Unreal Engine. They don't have to teach the people, right? They're on contract, 18 months. They don't have to teach the people the new Unreal Engine. They can just hire new people that know what they're doing with the Unreal Engine, right? That's correct. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. What do you think, Sarge? If if the game is real and it does have use the Unreal Engine, do you think, and I know this is a question that Dupless asked me over on Discord, do you think it will change the feel, the core, of what Halo is as far as the gunplay and the movement? Or do you think it'll just be the same and actually feel better because of the Unreal Engine?
1: Um, I think from, from the last few years of looking at uh the game engines and seeing how they they function, I think probably the game would be sped up a little bit. I think the movement in Unreal Engines a little bit more faster. So I'm not sure if if because of the stability issues they have with being online, if that would be a factor long term. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if when you have a faster game, sometimes keeping stability is a little harder, especially when you're playing team battles. So if they're able to figure a way to keep the game stable like the original Halo was when you played it on like team battles i think it'll do well i don't i don't see why it wouldn't but i, I think that is actually an issue though right right because we see we see how things get
0: jumpy and and glitchy when you in some of the unreal games that are online duplass says a new engine won't fix shitty management here here's the thing though duplass and 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 follow me here they're all, right? they're all new duplass squeaky right. clean well here's another thing
1: D- the clean. slip
0: space engine was hard to work with. And so, and again, I'm very being generalistic and very speculative here, but if people are having a hard time creating something on an engine that can't do what they're asking, they get stressed out. They're, they're like, you're asking me something I can't do. Upper management's asking. They don't really know what the slip space engine can do. The, the, nope. the developers are getting upset with the upper management. But now with Unreal Engine, if it is easier to use, and again, I'm not a developer. But based on the marketing material and what I've watched other people online on YouTube work with Unreal Engine, they say it's much, much easier to do. So two, two things could happen here. The developers start using the Unreal Engine, which then brings their stress level down because the Unreal Engine is much easier to use. Besides that initial, if they've never used it before, learning how to use the Unreal Engine with that kind of stress and stuff. But once they're into the once they're in, it's much easier to use. If they're less stressed because the engine they're using can actually do the stuff they're asking it to do, then the upper management can ask them to do something. And if they're asked to do something, then the devs can deliver on time because the Unreal Engine lets them do stuff like that, right? So it could, by just changing the engine, sure, year and a half, two years, you, hit, you get hit a little bit where you're not delivering content on a, on a scale basis every six months, maybe every eight months for the next two years. But then once they switch over, boom. They come right out of the gates and they can start updating the game constantly. Look at what Epic does with, with Fortnite, right? Fortnite updates all the time because they're using the Unreal Engine. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And if Halo switches over, if this is real and Unreal Engine does switch and Halo all of a sudden makes this like No Man's Sky comeback, right? Then you're going to see other big name games go. Switch over. Yeah, let's let's switch over to Unreal Engine, right? More no. than it is now. More than it is now. Well, I guess,
1: so I guess EA gets credit for this. Should we give EA credit? EA of, of them trying to what? make every
0: make because they they're
1: the ones that wanted to make every game in Unreal Engine. Remember? No, no. That oh no, wait no I'm sorry no. I'm sorry EA There's wanted to use frostbite. frostbite yeah. Frostbite I'm, I'm sorry Frostbite I misspoke yeah. I misspoke yeah.
0: No, well you see you see the industry already shifting right. Witcher three switching over to Unreal Engine. Uh, I think Cyberpunk is also switching over to Unreal Engine. CD Projekt Red switching over to Unreal Engine. Uh, other games are using Unreal Engine. So the player base is not going to wait another two years. It doesn't matter if they do, Duplis. It doesn't matter if they wait. Because Halo is on Game Pass. So you're not losing money. The people that are playing the game, uh, someone on Twitter the other day, I asked, he said he's played, I- I'm going to have to look it up real fast. Uh, he said the other day, let me...
2: Let me look it up. Hold on. Likes. He said the other day, if I can
0: find it now. Okay. He said he's spent, he's played 32 days, Halo Infinite for 32 days, 20 hours, and 28 minutes. I said, curious, not judging, just a question. Have you spent any money in the game at all? And if you did, was it at least as much as the game would cost? He came back and said, twenty dollars on the game pass and fifteen dollars per month on game pass since the game release. So no, fifteen dollars is just for game pass, and he only spent twenty dollars in Halo. Do you think he cares if he goes away and comes back two years later to check it out again? It's no skin off his back. He's playing all these other games because he also, in the same statement, said what he was doing with this, right? He said he's played eleven games, completed eleven games off game pass because he's paying for Game Pass. So once a month, he's just completing a long a long venture game or whatever, right? And he's playing Halo on top of that. So it doesn't matter if you wait to see if Halo's good or not, right? It doesn't matter. Phil Spencer even said Halo is not going to make or break the franchise. It's just one cog in the wheel, which is Game Pass. So if you don't want to play, right? If you don't want to play, it doesn't matter if it's a thousand people, a million people, duplis If you stop playing Halo... It's just there. They're still going to continue making Halo. It's just one cog in the wheel of Game Pass. Microsoft doesn't care if there's a million people playing Halo. They want, a, they want 20 million people playing Game Pass.
1: Well, so we, we, we've talked about it in the past, but Microsoft has a $450 million pillow yeah. every month. And they can rest their head on that pillow anytime they want to do anything they want with any game that they have, right? Because once again... That four hundred and fifty million is is them doing nothing. Right. That is them. That is you handing over fifteen bucks a month to play whatever games they actually have on the service. Right? They can use that money for anything, for anything. Right? It's a lot of money, man. It's a lot of money, and that's and that's the beginning of it. That's four hundred and fifty million at twenty bucks a
0: pop. That's a, just the beginning of this. That's not when it's full blown. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Cujo. Unreal Engine is free. It's free. They don't have to develop a new engine. They just have to give. I think was it three percent, seven percent, something like that, to Epic for using the Unreal Engine. Okay. So sure, they're still paying the developers. They're they're paying the developers to work on the engine, but the engine itself is free. Anyone can download the and you could do it. I could do it. Anyone can use it. When you start selling it they'll take a percentage of it. But if you want to just use the actual software and never sell anything, you're more than welcome to just use the software. But recreating all those assets, here's the thing. Once those assets are in Unreal Engine, anybody can use them. Anybody, across anything. Anybody, I if they put Forge Mode into the Unreal Engine, and now I'm making, I, I download the Unreal Engine and start, all those assets are in there. Once it's in there, it's in there. Okay? Sure. It's gonna take time. That's what I'm saying. It'll take at least two years to get the shit back in order. They'll give they'll give you a little little bit of here, a little bit there. But once they switch over, if it's true, look, you can't tell me, nobody can tell me here that you're like, I'm done with Halo. And if you find out they switch the Unreal Engine and you're like, no, I'm not gonna play on uh, Halo with Unreal Engine, everyone cries if you if you why have don't they game just pass, use Unreal Engine? It. What's that, what's that, Sarge? If if you
1: have Game Pass, you'll go back and try it.
0: Yeah. Because it's no skin off your back. If you're paying 10, 15 bucks a month, you're like, oh, I'll, I'll go back and try it.
1: Listen, it's let's let's see what happens when Halo gets another year to work on their game. Right? They they <laughs> they had the extra year. You see what they did. Let's give them another year. Right. And let's see, and let's see what they can do with the game. Yeah. Not gonna make or break the franchise.
0: All right. The next. Listen,
1: when they said that though, that was that was the, the end all be all. Oh yeah,
0: me. I'm gonna say that to the rest of the uh, to the rest of the time because that's nev- they're never really gonna live that down, right? You'll never hear Mario or I'm sorry Nintendo go, eh, Mario's not gonna make or break the franchise. Um, Mario is your franchise. Like, you make six Mario games every console and that's it. And, the next and, console, and a Zelda, and then, right? then the Zeldas. Yeah, that's it. That's
2: it. You imagine? Can you imagine if Nintendo had the balls to say that? You imagine? Right. So here's the next story. Okay.
0: Rumor, Sarge. Rumor. We already put the salt up. Okay. Leaks suggest that the new Starfield release window. Okay. Now I don't know if anyone's read this article yet. So we're gonna play a little game. We're gonna play a little game. Don't cheat now, chat. Don't cheat. Okay. What month next year do you think Starfield is rumored to come out in? Okay, now remember, Starfield was supposed to come out November 11th this year. And then they said we're delaying it till early
2: next year. So who thinks
0: who thinks or who thinks early? Who thinks late? Put oh, your best But they already gave a date. They said March. Didn't they say March? They 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 said March. They said March. Okay. So now now it's something different? But now there's a leak that says it's different.
2: Oh. Oh. Again, this is just speculation.
0: We're we're having a little fun. We're having a little fun.
2: June. June. June.
0: June
1: June because that'll be the last month for the fiscal quarter for this year. No.
0: Well, March. March is the fiscal quarter, not June. Oh, I thought it was... No, the, March 31st the, is the fiscal. Is it March? Yes, March is the... Is the that's well, why all well, the games come to, out in February.
1: All right, so, well, if if, if it's not the fiscal year, then it won't matter. So then you, they'd probably postpone it longer.
2: I'd say October. March says October. October sounds good.
0: Bain says holiday 23. We got a February. We got March. We got February. We got March. We got June. All right. So... The actual speculation, it says, a leaked date suggests that Bethesda's upcoming space epic Starfield could be coming out on December 29th, 2023. Now, obviously, (laughs) now, obviously, okay, that's probably just a marker, but if it was a marker, they would just put it on December 31st because that's the end of and it's just just a, a placeholder. right? This is a specific date, which is the 29th of December. Now, I think, I don't know if this is true or not, but hold on a second. Let's let let's look at when December of next year, 29th is. That's a Friday. That's a Friday. So I don't know if it's real. I mean, it could come out on Friday, but usually games come out on Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Fridays, right? So the 26th or the 29th, it says the 29th. This to me, if this is true, okay, Sarge, this says a whole lot about what they showed and then delaying it. From November into early next year, which is, is basically this is basically Halo. Th- this is Halo. This, this is, is basically Halo. This is sc- Skull and Bones. This yep. is Beyond Good and Evil. This is Cyberpunk. Right, right. This is this is probably the worst news if it's true that this game could possibly hear if people actually care, because most people will blindly be like, oh, "I'm still gonna buy Starfield." Right. This game was supposed to come out in.
1: I think so, so too, Krebsy. I think the dual systems for Xbox is causing problems. I do believe that. I do believe that. Okay.
0: People, people, remember, it's supposed to come out one month's time, and they delayed it till next year, early next year, and now if this leak is true, it's over another year past. It's 13 months when it was supposed to launch. Okay? And I will tell you right now, just like I said for Cyberpunk, just like I said for Fallout 76, just like I said for the other game, do not get this at launch. Whenever this game comes out, do not get it. Wait 6 8 12 months, meaning if it comes out December, do not pick it up until December of 2024, okay? Because this game is going to be in going to be problems. Remember Todd even said, it's not how it releases, it's how, it's how it, it finishes. It's how it finishes, okay? But it's in Game Pass, though. That's right. It is in Game Pass, which makes it another... You're not buying it anyway, right? So go ahead and try it on December. But people are going to buy it. What I'm saying is don't buy it when it comes out, right? If you want to play Game Pass, pay that dollar, pay that $10, pay that $15, pay the $20 for the family plan, whatever. But don't pay full price for Starfield when it comes out because it's going to be buku broke, right? It's going to be... So broke, okay. Something's off about it, and this is why they delayed it.
1: I like how when they show footage, everyone says that's not how it's supposed to look, and they go, "Oh, but it's early access. And it'll yeah. be better when it releases." Everyone's like, "Okay, we believe you," and then all of a sudden, the game's delayed it another year, right? And or like, six months. They're
0: like, "Well, it's better to be it's better to be delayed than come out broke." Right? Okay, they move the goalposts. I, I, they move yes, the goalposts I, all the time.
1: We say it. We say it every week, though. We say it every week, right? Please for the love of God, just shut up, right? <laughs> do not give me a date, okay? The fact remains is you think I believe that you don't know when your game is done, right? Like, that's what you, you actually want me to believe that. You want me to walk around with my head in the sky and like, well, you said it, you said the game's done. Like, if you know when your game is done, right, right? You know that, right? And they do the same thing over and over again, just like and just said oh, the reason why we're delaying it is because our, our, our early access people let us know what we can polish more. And so we're going to polish the turd a little bit more before we release it so you get the best experience possible. Well, if you're polishing the turd, regardless if you're actually finishing the game or polishing it or whatever, you know when the game is done. So delaying it by making up a date and then saying we can't make it means that the date you the the date you gave yourself means that you were not testing until release date you were still working until that date everyone knows and skull and bones said it they well. said it in their interview they said the last 4 or 5 months of development time is to iron out the wrinkles and make sure things are polished the last 4 or 5 months yeah well and so if your game isn't done then we already know your game's not coming out. We already know this. So why do we play this game every time a game is released? Or, or give me a release
0: date. Why? I, I love, I love, and yes, uh, Gaming Fire, I didn't know it was coming to Game Pass. I'm talking about people buying it because there are people that don't have Game Pass and they do still buy games, right? So Sarge always says this, right? I, I say a report, I say, uh, Skull and Bones is coming out on this date or Starfield's coming out on this date. It's a hard date. And Sarge goes, we'll see. We'll see. And Sarge has been right every single time when I say, oh, this game's coming out. They have a hard day. He goes like, we'll see. And both those games, here's another one. Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones has been in development in various forms since 2013 and is now scheduled to launch in 2023. 10-year development cycle. Originally scheduled to launch in 2018, then delayed to 2019, then delayed to 2020, then delayed to 2021, then delayed to 2022, and now delayed to 2023. If you're a person that's, like, someone pre-ordered this game, Sarge. Someone pre-ordered this game in 2017, waiting for 2018. And is it, still excited. And, and it is and still, still excited. excited for this game to come out after changing two times completely what the game was originally for what it was supposed to launch to what it is today. And when I look at this footage of the game, it looks terrible. Okay? It looks awful. Okay? This, this is going to be a laughing stock. The only reason Ubisoft is putting this out is because they have investors. And they're like, they took money from the government to make this game. Okay? And they haven't done anything with it. They have to get this game out. Okay? And the funny part is, everyone's like, well, they're moving it because they don't want to compete with Sonic and Call of Duty and God of War. Look, it doesn't <laughs> matter... You can no. put this up against uh, a, a, AAA, or a AAA game, an independent game. It's going to lose majorly because this game is a bunch of garbage. Six delays. Six, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, now 23. Okay? There's games that have been beginning and already ended with a sequel in the amount of time that this has moved from when it was supposed to come out originally. Okay, It's a joke.
1: Well, you, this, is, this is also how you look at it, right? And the way the industry is now is, is, is terrible, right? Your, your reputation and how you move product is when you come out with a proper game, it's done well, you have your fan base, you create a lot of hype, and then you're waiting for the next sequel. And the only way you make more money is by you making a better game or as equal a game as the one you released prior and you make a new product. Ubisoft yep. does not care about this game. And the reason why I say that is because if this game was actually on a list of things that were important to Ubisoft, like they needed revenue, like they needed money, right? We have to make a product. We got to get this out the door, right? This game was on the bottom of a list of anyone giving a shit about making a game to sell for profit, right? Right. This is a project that somebody had. And they keep dragging it through the mud. Meanwhile, Ubi has these other games that they can have their little microtransactions on it, games as a service, all the Assassin's Creeds, all this other stuff that they have going on that they can make their money off of. This is just something that in the back of the closet that they decided to pull out to see if they can salvage some money from it. Not because it's an actual product that they actually care about. Right. Right. Because if it was, it would have been given the resources that it needed. It would have been put through the machine like it's supposed to. It would have came out the conveyor about the other side, and it would have been marketed and pushed out on a holiday season, and we would have gotten past this already. Right. But it's not. It's this Hail Mary bomb of we don't know what we're doing with this, but we need something. Right. Right? And when you start treating your product that in the old days, your product was how you, how you created revenue. If you start treating it like this, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to them. Here, Ubisoft... It's not a product.
0: Ubisoft is going for records here, okay? Because Ubisoft skull and bones has been in development for 10 years. And there's a game that beat it. The game that beat it, and it's by Ubisoft, okay? What a surprise! Ubisoft, Beyond Good and Evil 2, has broken Duke Nukem's forever record for longest game development time, okay? The article here, the guy who's writing this says building a time machine to tell my 15-year-old self not to get too excited about E3 trailer, okay? Because the guy is probably 30, 31 now, okay? So, a 15-year journey of Beyond Good and Evil 2 has weirdly passed another milestone. It's been in development even longer than Duke Nukem Forever, and the game, which still threw, uh, pr- uh presumably not for long, the Guinness Book of World Records for long development period of video game. Actually, Beyond Good and Evil 2 officially crossed the threshold about 100 days ago, it's just taking us this long to notice. As originally pointed out, the GameIndustry.biz editor, Brandon Sinclair, the painful labor that brought Duke Nukem Forever lasted 5,156 days, and Beyond Good and Evil 2, first trailer came out on May 30th, 2008. 5,239 days ago. Heck, the game had already been in development for a year or so when the trailer dropped, so it's actually been even longer. Okay, it's like 16 years. So... A few people have pointed out that the original description of the trailer Beyond Good and Evil 2 uh, bared a little resemblance to the version of the game that trailered at E3 2018, suggesting the comparison with Duke Nukem might be unfair. To be honest, though, a quick scan through many of the of the varied trailers that came out for Duke Nukem forever over the years shows a game that kept shifting in size, scope, and staff, and we even saw an unreleased build of it earlier this year that bored little resemblance of Duke Nukem when we got in 2011. So for my money, the comparison is a fair one. So... This game, look, we looked at this game and went, holy Christ, this game looks amazing. So do my dreams, right? When I close my eyes and dream about stuff, I'm like, man, that's amazing. I wish I could live in that thing, right? Beyond Good and Evil, at this point, is the next Cyberpunk 2077, right? They're not going to release it until it's ready. It comes out and you're going to be like, boy, what a disappointment. What a disappointment, right? There's no way that this game sells as much as it's going to because of the amount of time it's been in development
2: i don't i, I
1: really don't believe that ubisoft is grounded in reality
0: i <laughs> i think i think
1: i think that they have a lot of cre- no i'm being serious i know I it's think, just funny i think they have a lot of creative people who have a lot of great ideas and i think that there's way too many of them and so you have this star citizen issue but multiple times over you've got developers running wild with all these illusions of grandeur and how to make this game perfect, or how to make this game do this. And and the actual guys who are in the room go, listen, we have to make products. You guys have to make something that we can actually sell in a, in a given time. Like, do, does Ubisoft not have deadlines? Like, does their whole company just rely on Is, whatever happens, happens? Because in, in, in the real business world, if you don't set deadlines, things just don't get done. Like, they just don't. So what does Ubisoft do with all these games? They're just, they're
0: just in limbo. This, everything, everything is in limbo. I, I'm confused because I was 29 when they announced this game. I'm 44 years old right now, okay? I'm confused because this game had to switch from what it was supposed to be to what it is because Ubisoft wants to make all live service games. So somewhere do. down the line, they said Beyond Good and Evil 2 has to be a live service game. And I want to know, is there still somebody that works on that game that started the game that's still working on the game? Or is it just a a rotation of people? They're like, yeah, Charles, we'd like you to come in and we have this game called Beyond Good and Evil 2. You're going to be a developer on. They're like, oh, cool. When's that supposed to come out? Now the dude's 15 years older. And he's like, yeah, I, I want to work on other games, but I can't because they won't let me out of this hell of Beyond Good and Evil, right? Hence the word evil of the of the part
1: i mean i don't, I don't get it man how how long does, does a game have to be in development before you release something like what are you trying to do the, the technology that you started with has already changed three times this, since you began this the game system
0: was this game was supposed to be on the 360 and playstation 3 that that's what i mean that's that's what i'm talking about so <laughs> So unless unless you set a deadline for what it's supposed to be, you, it's never coming, man. Yeah, this is this is sad. It's sad. Speaking of dreams and stuff, here here's the thing that I I look brain my mod and 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 well he was my mod on Twitch so I have to make him a mod here. Uh, he gifted me Cyberpunk. I haven't played it. I downloaded it, brain. I I I claimed it. So you you should be happy. I claimed it. Okay, so I will play it. Okay. But Cyberpunk, has announced, Orion is a code name for the next Cyberpunk game, which will take the Cyberpunk franchise further and continue harnessing the potential of the dark future universe. Now, look, I know there's people that on PC with the mods, they absolutely love this game. They said this game's amazing. And I'm glad those people have a good experience with it. It it surpassed, I believe, like 18 million or 20 million copies sold now uh, since it came out almost two years ago. This December it will be two years. They've already announced, okay, that it's coming out. I can't get past because being scorned, okay, by somebody. If you fuck me over, okay, I'm not going to forget it. And you blatantly lied and said, no, we're not going to release a game until it's damn ready. And then the game came out, and it was ready for p c but it wasn't ready for the other systems old systems and the and the current Gen systems are very glitchy, very buggy, very broke and now they're they're saying that this is coming out, and they're saying it's part of Unreal Engine Five as well but i I can't I can't so if this game comes out let's say 2025, 2027, five twenty twenty seven I'm not getting until twenty twenty nine right because I'm waiting another two years before it comes out. You know what I'm saying right so not only did they announce uh... that sarge, but they also they also announced. They also announced The Witcher three more Witcher games: The Witcher Polaris, The Witcher Canis Majoris, and The Witcher Cirrus. Okay, and they also have the CD Project Red Herar, Okay, which are all these new IPs and new things coming out. So The Witcher they're making another trilogy of Why The are Witcher. They
1: named a- Why are they all named after stars?
0: They're they're it's the code names for them. I would assume. Yeah, but
1: but all those are stars. They're those are stars, and the- never mind. I know about astrology and yeah, no, astros. I, 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 they're, they're all stars. They're, they're...
0: It says Polaris is the code name for the next installment for the Witcher series games, which recently announced it was a pre production, in which the beginning of the new saga is aimed to release two more Witcher games after Polaris, creating new A RPG. It says Canis Majoris is a fully fledged <laughs> Witcher game separated <laughs> to the new Witcher saga starting with Polaris and will be developed in an external studio headed by experienced developers who have worked on the past Witcher games. And then we have Cyrus is a codename for the game developed by Malas Flood, set to the Witcher universe and created to support the CD Projekt Red and will differ from the other past projects, offering multiplayer gameplay to top off a single-player experience, including campaign with the quest and story. And then Hardar is the codename for the third ent- uh, and entry uh, distinct IP created from scratch with CD Projekt Red, and the project is the early stages and creative process, which means they were not developing any game yet, but working on exclusively on the foundation for the game setting. So, a bunch of stuff coming out of CD Projekt Red. Look, just like in, in, in my business, in, in film industry, you get your job based on your last job. So, what have you done for me lately, right? They don't care what you did 10 years ago. They don't care what you did. What did you do right before this? Was it good? Did you do a good job? And that's the way I look at it for this. Cyberpunk burned me. I didn't pay for it. Right, but if I did, I definitely wouldn't have bought it afterwards. Okay, but they burned me. Okay, now could they win me back over after I play it and see it after two years and go, you know what, it's actually a pretty good game now. But that's two years after it launched. Okay, so again, I'm not going to be hyped about this game, I'm sure it'll look beautiful and whatnot. Maybe the Unreal Engine 5 fixed the problems and whatnot. Hopefully, it does. Where do you stand, Sarge? Can they win you back? I mean, I know you were ex- excited for Cyberpunk, but now now you don't, you don't want to touch it. Don't care. Will you give it a shot for these or no? I, all, all this says
1: to me is, regardless of when the game comes out, whether it be this year, next year, or whenever they decide it, the actual date's going to come out, whenever the game comes out, there is zero reason for me to purchase the game day one. I just need to wait a year or two when it's in the discount bin and it's been patched and it's a fully complete game when it when they finally finish with it. To me, buying a game day one is just basically, it puts me in a position where I am now the bad consumer. Right. Your product is not done. Your product is not ready. Your product is not held to any kind of standard. It's just something that you released, lied about, and collected money on. And then you say, I'm sorry, and then have your guys patch along the way. Meanwhile, you push all the hundreds of millions of dollars into the bank, and you make your next project that you're going to lie and cheat about. I don't care anymore. Right? I I, I want I want to hand over money for someone to give me a product that's complete. Right? Complete.
0: Complete. If your game isn't complete, I don't need to spend the money on it. I'll right. wait until it's done. I, I'll just wait. I, I would rather take the $70 towards a game like this and invest it in, in a stock. Because by the time the game is fixed and finished, I could invest something, and I could I could make my money three times, four times over. You know what I mean? By that question, Comic, by the time that the game is patched
1: and, and it's in a good state, the game will be discounted. It'll be a year or two after the game's already been out. Like, unless unless everybody, unless, unless Microsoft uh, and Sony all follow Nintendo, which is they never put their games on sale, Right? Everyone plays full price no matter how long the game's been out for. Unless they do that, there's no reason. There's no reason for me to play full price. It just isn't.
0: Otherwise, I mean then you wouldn't have no choice. Right now, you can pick up uh Cyberpunk on the PC for thirty four dollars at Walmart. You can pick it up on the uh the Xbox uh one for twenty dollars or fifteen dollars. I mean and, and, by the, and by the way Thanksgiving's coming up bro Black Friday's coming up. Yeah. I guarantee you, you get
1: I guarantee you get Cyberpunk for 5 bucks.
0: You can get it for $30 right. right now on the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. Yeah, but we're so close to Black Friday. Why? No, I, I know. What I, what I'm saying is that you can buy the Sure. Here, the the Xbox X version Series XS is $30. So it's not full price. 2 years later, I get I pay less and have a better experience. Right? And
1: have a better experience. Yeah. Right? So uh so basically all Anytime a game is released now, all that says to me now is, oh, good, it's finally out. Now I can wait a year before I buy it. Like, that's 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 basically your recollection. I, I think about it like, oh, man, the game's finally coming out. Awesome. Now I just have to wait another year before it's finished.
0: Right. Here's the real question, Sarge. Uh, by the time Cyberpunk comes out with their sequel game, does Microsoft own them? <laughs> Does Does who, Microsoft who, buy CD Projekt Red? That? I said, who said that. that. I'm, I'm saying oh, that. Oh, oh, you. Yeah. Do you do, um, do, do you think that they, they that CD Projekt Red will be owned by by Microsoft at the time the next yeah. Cyberpunk comes out?
1: Yeah, yeah. If
0: not them, <laughs> if not them, then Sony. They're They're a pretty big company. I don't know if they would get they get picked up, but they could. I, they could.
1: I don't. I don't. I don't think that's an issue anymore. I don't think acquisitions of game companies is a problem anymore, for especially for Microsoft, because of their $450 million pillow every month.
0: Oh, I see what Comic is saying. He's saying that if they had it full price, would it still be worth a full price game two years later if it was fixed? Would you pay full price if the game was out now fixed two years later? Would so, you pay full so, price? So basically
1: what you're saying to me is if the game was released properly, would I give them full value for it? The answer is yes. Right. Your, your product is done. That's how, Hey, comic, come back to me. Come back to me in the long, long past 2006, where when a game came out for $60, you pay for the game. It was actually done. You played it and you said, Ooh, it's a good game. And they go, Hey, wait, don't, don't put it in the discount bin. Don't sell it back to GameStop right, right. now. We came out with a DLC for it. And You're like, Ooh, a DLC. And I'm going to play <laughs> it. Right. Come back with me. Like, yes, yes, I would give them full price for the game if it was actually done. But that's not what's happening now. We're in La La Land, where right. a game can be released in any condition, and I'm supposed to just take the I'm sorry and wait. That's all, that's all we're doing. He, he, I wait now.
0: All right, we're getting into the last, like, 15 minutes. Uh, we're going to go through a couple of stories. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, PlayStation 5 remake, reportedly in development, Sarge.
1: What's in development? I'm sorry. I horizon zoned out.
0: zero dawn remake. Now Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> horizon Forbidden West just came out. And now they're making money, right? They charge full price oh, for, for Last God. of Us. Last of Us One remake. Uh, what what do you think about this remake uh, thing that, that PlayStation's doing by just taking the same game and then redoing it and putting it out on the market again for full price, seventy dollars.
1: Yeah, because they can make ten more dollars on top of the money they already spent on the game, right? It just, and it's it not just sounds bizarre.
0: right? And they haven't put in full development time for the game; they just they're they're redoing it, right? But but for fractions of the cost,
1: they they would not, and this is this is the important part. They would not remake a game, especially one that really isn't that old yet. They would not remake a game if they didn't do the market research. Oh, and, shows that, and and shows well, that a, a certain ah. a certain percentage of people. Would buy it again, yeah. Especially if you say remake, right? Which means that on some level, the graphics are supposed to be better. We'll see, right? But it, 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 I laugh, especially when Sony does a remake of a game that isn't that old, just to make up some more money because they don't have games coming out on a scheduled amount of time throughout the year, right? And that's why you need remakes. Which is why I said, what was it last year? I think it was during the middle of COVID. I said, get ready; the next couple of years are going to be all yeah. remakes.
0: Lots of remakes. All remakes. <clears throat> this next story I want to talk about, Serge, is uh, one guy decided to make a Mario game in the Unreal Engine, and what he did was he took Ooh, Chris Unreal Pratt. Engine. He took Chris Pratt and made him Mario because Chris Pratt's going to be voicing Mario. Okay. okay. And he created this. Now, I'm not going to play the audio. I'm just going to play the video of this. So we'll show you. Okay. Okay. So this is Mario, okay, in Unreal Engine, right? He took Chris Pratt's face into Unreal Engine. Now, again, this is not a developer. This is a guy who's a who wanted to do this, and he's doing this on himself. Okay. And he's he, bored.
1: He's sitting home alone. Okay? I got it.
0: And he took Chris Pratt and put him in Super Mario Brothers, like the live-action game, Made the goombas, made the bricks, okay. And if you listen, if you listen to this, okay, it's much better because it's got like the uh the trailer, sound effects. the the trailer guy and the sound effects and whatnot, and it's pretty funny. So he's making all this and and saying what to do, like go through this pipe that doesn't lead to anywhere, and, and all all this other stuff. But he's still working on this game, all right. But this is phenomenal, okay. I think Sarge. You said this that- is
1: this is better this is better than most games we've seen.
0: Yes. Yeah. This is better than <laughs> this this full is better than most games.
1: games that we've full production games that we've seen come out. Yeah.
0: This this is this is Unreal Engine, right? This is this is what it is with the nodes and stuff that they're doing. Looks better than Sonic, right? I would I would play this. I would 100% play this if this was out.
1: Okay? This is hilarious. Okay. It's Chris Pratt.
0: It's Chris yeah. Pratt. <laughs> And look, he made he he made it's- the first stages: 1.1, 1. 1, <laughs> 1. 1.2, 1. 1.3, and 1.4. So, and, and through the video, it shows what it is. Right, this is this is this phenomenal. Is, this is priceless. Okay, it's a little weird though because you can move left and right. It's not a side scroller. It's you know what I mean. It's a it's a side scroller game made in a three dimensional world, so you can move side to side and whatnot. So you're jumping. Uh, he actually makes fun of it. He says uh, you'll die multiple times. Because you, you can't tell where you're jumping. Okay. This is actually really cool. Uh, he doesn't have Bowser, but it's a, he's still working on it. Okay, Bowser is going to be Jack Black. Okay. Yeah. So Jack Black is going to be Bowser. It's gonna, it's and Bowser right bit. now is just a lawsuit
1: Lawsuits. Lawsuits incoming. Nintendo's yeah. getting ready. Yeah. Nintendo's getting ready to sue this guy out of his house. That's basically what's about <laughs> yeah, to happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is this is looks better than most games we've seen. Yeah. This look look. This is what Halo has to look forward to. Right? This guy created a Mario game based on Unreal Engine five by himself and, and I don't know how much time. Okay. Halo can do this, right? Come on, Halo. You can do it. You can work with the new engine and make Halo good again.
1: That is that is absolutely priceless. How does he get that's a job jack- out of
0: this? Who knows? Who knows.
1: But that's but that's how most of these guys get noticed, right? You 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 show what you can do, right? You're basically showing how how passionate you are about the the project. You get sued by Nintendo, and then they go, "This guy's amazing." Nintendo sued him, get him on payroll. Like that's that's basically what it is, right? Ex- exactly, brain. Exactly. <laughs> him him getting sued. Is going to give him a dream job. That's that's how this works. That, well, welcome to twenty twenty two.
0: They're like, uh, I, we have a staff of two hundred people that can't make a game. Do you want a job? And we'll, you'll just work by yourself. Can you can you do it for us? They're like, yeah, sure. All right, I got I got a free weekend. It's it, it's, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. It, here here, sorry. I have another thing to show you. Right, this is another example of why. Um, this is another example. I think I I have this in general as well. Yeah. So this is another example since we we looked at that one I want to I want to I want to show you this one okay This is The Hulk Now this is a, a very less impressive but still impressive okay So someone okay. took the Unreal Engine 5 and, re, yep. and and made a Hulk standalone game that he's also working on separate guy completely brought okay. Brought the Hulk in here. He's got cool sound effects and whatnot. He doesn't really do much in here, but this is that standard city that you could download and anyone can use, right? And then he makes the models and whatnot. But this is what someone can do in their spare time, yet you have a 1,000 people working on a game that comes out broken buggy, and someone with an afternoon and some free time can learn how to do Unreal Engine and create the Hulk in a world where you can run around and destroy shit, Okay like he's got the sound effects when he hits the ground and it breaks the ground okay and if you look down the end of the street you see abomination so he created abomination as well okay i want this game now okay okay i want this game now i would i would buy this game for a small price just to play around in this thing right this to me it, nothing else happens here he doesn't he doesn't uh fight or anything there's going to be a continuation or whatever okay But this is what someone can do with the Unreal Engine. Assets are already in the game, like already in the system. So you plop the
2: stuff down. Okay. All
0: right, so that's just another example of what people can do in their spare time and and whatnot. Even even if it is Spider-Man, right? Even if it is Spider-Man stealth, the fact that modders... And create all these different. Well, you can see Kermit the Frog swinging through Spider Man City. You know what I mean? The, through through the city of New of New York, right? It's just, it's just funny to me. Okay, so the possibilities,
1: technology that we have today. Uh, here's here's my here's my 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 theory. Uh, I think COVID. I think not the disease itself, but the the restrictions in place. I think COVID burnt out and destroyed top-level programmers and developers across the board, okay? And what I think happened is when they decided to come back, a lot of the senior developers decided they're done. They're not coming back. You have all these problems. Let's just just follow the news stories over the last three years, right? How many people got fired? How many people got let go? How many people quit, walked away? People that were senior staff members inside major companies for, for many, many years. Across the board. And so now what you have is you have new and upcoming guys who are fresh out of school but don't have any wisdom or experience, and they're learning from the ground up because all the senior staff within their divisions have left to go do their own thing amongst with each other. right And so it's taking longer for them to learn because they have no mentors in order to teach them better. And this is the circle that we're in currently this is where we are currently i'm not sure this will fix itself very quickly because in order to get good you've got to come out with games that are good and then you get experience and then you teach the guys in your in your crew i i think that's where we are right now we are in a industry where the top level guys have broken off are now doing their own companies did you see and now we are left with you, the upstarters and the guys who are just not as experienced. Did I think you, that's did you where see we are.
0: The developers that left Battlefield started another company, and they now they have a first-person shooter. It's like a, a Running Man type game. It's a it's a PvP game, like on a game show. I forget what it's called. I saw some footage of it, and I was like, "But it's it's Running Man. It's got to be a Running fully Man." Fully destructible environment. It's like a game show type vibe. Okay, I was like, "Oh, Smash TV, right?" No, it's not like it's that. Smash TV. It's not like that. I, I mean, it, it, I guess the the game show might be like Smash TV, but I'll, I'll send you a video of it. But these guys left Battlefield to start their own company because that's why Battlefield's not what Battlefield is anymore. So the guys that knew the technology left, created another company, and now created this this game. Uh, I'm sure you guys know what the name of it is in chat. Don't up. Uh, real quick, two more stories that we didn't have time to get to. Uh, Take-Two pulls out of the agreement with Outrider's developer after two years of development on a new game. Elder Scrolls Online Studio hiring for new a- uh, AAA IP. Uh, those are just two stories that we didn't have time to get to uh, on this week in Generation. Uh, if you guys like Generation X Gaming, we just need two more likes, guys, to get to 30 likes. I know it's only 30, but I like 30. 30 right? is a good number. So if we can get two more likes to get over 30 likes, okay, to get to 30 likes. I would appreciate that very much. If you like this podcast, we usually do this on Thursday nights. Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we do Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week. rant along the way. Uh, we will be switching channels, okay? Uh, come November. Come November, after Generation X Gaming podcast, I will shut, like, change, not shut down, but change our main channel. From 30 and Still Gaming, it'll be called probably like 30NSG uh, or whatever. I haven't figured out a name yet. And then the new channel will be 30 and Still Gaming. And what happens there is um, we lose monetization because it's a brand new channel. But the reason we're doing the new channel is because the algorithm on YouTube is absolutely destroying my content. It doesn't get shown because my channel is from 2008, I believe. Uh, and I've done lots of different content, and it doesn't know what I am. Right? It doesn't know if I'm doing... Uh, you know, gaming videos, uh, pop culture, uh, uh, just TV or whatever. It's all mixed up. It doesn't know what to should do or show. So I would like to continue streaming and like to continue doing what I'm doing. So I'm taking a risk, starting a brand new channel with no monetization whatsoever. So this channel still will be up for monetization. So if you want to help us out here, you can share, like, and subscribe on this channel. You can hit the membership button over here as little as 99 cents. Uh, to help us out here. Uh, and then I'll have another channel. So on the new channel, we'll have the Daily Grind that we do in the morning show. We'll have 30 plays and we'll have the G- GXG. And then I'll be doing other content, sort of like what I uploaded today for like Gotham Knights and other things, other games. It'll be sort of videos like that on this channel here. So that's just what's happening. Uh, if you go over to our, uh, our our YouTube channel right now, I believe
2: it should be... You see. Real
0: quick, thanks for becoming a member. Tiny2, thank you very much for that. Appreciate that. Becoming a member. Uh, If you go down to the bottom, uh, I I think if you look up, now it's 30NSG is the new channel. Okay, yeah. So let me bring this up real fast. If you go to 30NSG, okay, 30NSG, this is the new channel. I have one video up there right now. It's just a Minecraft video that I posted up there a couple months ago. Okay. Uh, I am going to start loading stuff up on this channel. And what I need from you guys, if you like my content, is to, in your spare time, we need to get 4,000 hours and 1,000 subscribers on this to get this new channel uh, monetized. So go check that out. It's 30 NSG as of right now, but that will be changed to 30 and still gaming once uh, we make the switch over. You guys won't know any difference, okay? Once GXG ends on Thursday... And I start again on Monday. It'll just flow right into the next channel. and uh, You guys won't know any, any, any difference, uh, except all the stuff will be gone, right? So I appreciate Thanks it very much. for a member. Uh, thank you, Very com- Comic, for the level two. I'm all ears. And for level two, when I do my shows, uh, we'll put it in Discord. So it's just audio versions. So you'll hear the audio version. We do appreciate you very much for coming out and hanging out with us. We love doing the show. We love doing, uh, I love doing the streaming stuff. Uh, so I appreciate you very much for coming out. Uh, please make sure you share, like, and subscribe. That's free. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can do with Tiny Toot did and also Comic El Monte uh, by hitting that membership button as little as 99 cents, or you can go above and beyond that by gifting memberships or doing super chats during the show. But you don't have to do any of that. You can just enjoy the show as is, but we do appreciate you for coming out. Uh, we'll be back at our normal time slot next week, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern for Generation X Gaming. We do appreciate you very much. Tomorrow night will be 30 plays, and that's it. Uh, episode 327 is in the can. We do appreciate you very much. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for watching. Game on, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combine the have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.